May the grace from God our Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ our Lord, again be multiplied unto each one of you, now and ever henceforth. Amen. It has been very precious for me to sit and listen to the Word of God. I've heard my mother's tongue and I really rejoice. When I left Norway, Brother Rolf was not yet speaking, so I haven't been able to hear Brother Rolf and the gift which God has given him. But I have to say I have greatly, greatly enjoyed the word which God has given him as well as Brother Alvin. We will continue in the precious name of Jesus our Lord and turn to the first Corinthians, the 15th chapter, reading uh, the 11th first verse thereof. And may God add his blessing to the reading as well as to the speaking of his word. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherewith ye stand, but which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I deliver unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scripture, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day, according to the scripture, and that he was seen of Cephas, then of the twelve. After that he was seen of about five hundred brethren at once, and of which the greater part remain unto this present, but some are fallen asleep. After that he was seen of James, then all the apostles, and last of all he was seen of me also, as of one born out of due time. For I am the least of all the apostles that am not met to be called the apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God I am what I am, and his grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain, but I labor more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. And therefore, whether it were I or they, so we preached, and so ye believed. Amen. The Apostle Paul was a special tool God chose to use to his honor and glory. He was the one who had been sitting at the feet of Gamaliel. He was the one who knew the law. He was the one who was very zealous in the kingdom of God. He was the one who was so zealous so 
that he persecuted the children of God. But again, we can see the grace of God which passes all man's understanding. How that grace of God was toward him as he called him into this ministry and sent him even to the Gentile for to speak his word. As we can see in this text, he labored more than they all did. But not him, but the grace of God which was with him. He gave his life for the ministry. He suffered a lot. As we can read, I believe, in the Second Corinthians, I think it is in the 11th chapter, how he suffered for the name of the Lord's sake. All those things he did because the love of God was in his heart. The love of God constrained him to go and preach the gospel, to make known the good news of what God had done for all mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. He makes known as, as he speaks here, and he makes known and says, Thrice I was beaten with a rod, once I was stoned, thrice I suffered shipwreck, a night and a day I have been in the deep, in journeying often in perils of water, in perils of robbers, in perils by mine own countrymen, in perils and by the heathen or Gentiles, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and painfulness, in watching often, in hunger and thirst, in fasting often, in cold and nakedness, beside those things that are without, that which cometh upon me daily, the care of all the churches. It's amazing when you read how he labored, how he suffered, and how willing he was to go and preach the word of God. And when this comes close to me, how I sometimes grumble, complain when I'm going to go and speak God's word. May God give us patience. May God give us endurance. May God give us a willing heart. May God strengthen us in faith so we can deliver his word, give his word as his is. May God strengthen us so we do not handle the word of God deceitfully, but that we made known the will of God as the Spirit leads us. I know as Paul have written many things already to the Corinthians, he is speaking here, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you this gospel which I preach unto you, which also ye have received, and wherewith ye stand. He is speaking here of the gospel. 
And we know the gospel is often mentioned as good news. And this is what the gospel is. And the good news is, as he also began to speak and explain here, of what Christ has done for all mankind. But I know for one who is awakened to the knowledge of their sins and their transgression, there is nothing better news than they, when they hear that their sins and their transgression is forgiven and in the name and through the shed blood of Jesus. And then God give them faith to believe it. Then their feet are so light and their tongue is also going to be loosened. And I know a beautiful melody will kindle in their heart as thanks to God for what they have received. Their grace to believe their own sins forgiven in the name and through the shed blood of Jesus. We also remember how Jesus made known to his disciples that repentance and the remission of sins should be preached in his name, beginning at Jerusalem, continuing Samaria, and even to the end of the world. We know the gospel belongs to those who have a repentance heart. The gospel message will never have the meaning neither to create the joy within a person's heart as it can without a repentance heart. And that is the reason godly sorrow workers repentance not to be repented of but the sorrow after this world workers death. May God give every single one in this house if they make mistake a godly sorrow within their heart, a desire to make that which they have done right, and also allow that blood which speaks better than the blood of Abel to blot out the handwriting which is against us. It's not enough. Sometimes we can hear, I'm sorry. It's not enough really to to go uh, in that way or say this. I feel it's much better, and it is also according to the word of God, to ask for forgiveness, allow that blood to be heard, which speaks better thing than the blood of Abel. It speaks and makes known of what Christ is, one who forgave the whole mankind, as he made known and when he was hanging on the middle cross of Calvary, Father, I forgive them, for they know what not what they do. But as Paul is speaking here of the gospel, gospel is very important for us to notice how he handled this uh, declaring the gospel unto you, as he says in the beginning. And he goes on and he says, by which also ye are saved. If you keep in memory that which has preached unto you, and that ye have believed in way. It's very important to see this, by which also ye are saved. No one can come any further in this life when 
they have received this gospel and God has given them grace to believe and the peace of God is flowing in their heart because their sins and their transgression is has been forgiven them. Christianity is very simple. It's not complicated. Many times the devil he can complicate Christianity and sometimes he even can come and say that you have to do this and you have to do that. But the Word of God doesn't speak in that way. The Word of God makes known unto us that the righteous will live by faith. That if any man draw back, my soul has no pleasure with him. But we are not of those to draw back and to, to predict to perdition, but to believe to the saving of the soul. Living Christianity is a Christianity where there is a living hope dwelling in the heart, where the, where the face of the Lord Jesus Christ is dwelling there, as well as uh, the love of God, which passes all man's understanding. And when the love of God dwells in our heart, then we will also reach out to even those who are against uh, us, we will pray for them, as we also heard Brother uh, spoke a little bit about. We will wish them the best. We will wish that every single one dwelling upon this earth uh, will receive the same thing as we have received. The peace, the hope, the assurance, uh, and above all, the blessing from heaven, the guidance, as he has promised to be with us even to the end of our journey. But then he goes down and he said, For I deliver unto you first of all. Notice what he says here. That I deliver unto you first of all that which I also received. And Paul had received exactly what he speaks of here. He had been called into this ministry and he was a servant of the living God. And now he delivered as he traveled from congregation to congregation that which God had granted unto him in Christ Jesus our Lord. And as the older one often have said, living Christianity goes from faith to faith, from generation to generation. Uh, the older one has delivered unto us that which they have received. And as we have received the grace of God, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, as we have received his peace, his love, uh, so also we want to deliver to others in the same way as we have received it. Uh, here it makes known unto us, For I deliver unto you first of all that which I also received of that Christ died for our sins according to the scripture. Today we heard how Christ was hanging on the middle cross of Calvary and how the wrath of God was poured over him. As he cried also, My God, my God, why have thou forsaken me? He was forsaken of God and of man. He was the Lamb of God who has come to this world to suffer and to die for our sin's sake. But also, as we see in this portion of God's Word, 
who also rose again. David, he speaks and makes known unto us what took place in the Old Testament's time. Remember in the Old Testament's time, they often had those sacrifices. They often had those burn offering and sin offering, those sacrifices. And, um, and all those things was ordained of God. But isn't that amazing? As David says, burn offering and sin offering, I had no pleasure with, but a body had no prepared for me. Law in the volume of, of the book, it is written on me, I will come for to do thy will, O God. These sacrifices, why self could not take away the sins, their sins, but when they by faith were looking toward that perfect sacrifice, the Lamb of God, then they also received what we had, the joy, the hope, the forgiveness of their sins. They were traveling in the same way. They were traveling by faith. They were believing the word of God, the scripture, even as Abraham believed by God, and there was counted for him for righteousness. So also all the patriarchs, they believed God, and that was the reason they were saved. They believed in the coming Messiah, as also uh, the God has made known unto them, not only once, but many, many times. So also we, we believe that he has come, and that God has uh, allowed him to dwell in our heart uh, by his grace through faith. That we are partaker of him, partaker of what he has done for all mankind, and that he has redeemed our undying soul, that he has bought us not with silver or gold, but with his own precious blood. These things are so precious that oftentimes my tongue are not able to speak of it as it is. I remember a, a story about a little boy. This little boy, he was making a sailboat. And one day he was trying this sailboat. And unfortunately, the wind took this sailboat. And he lost his sailboat. Naturally speaking, he was very, very sad when he lost his sailboat. But it happened one day when he went in the town that he saw this sailboat behind the window. But at this time, there was a price of the sailboat. But regardless of this price of the sailboat, it was his sailboat. And he bought that sailboat for that price which they asked for. And as he departed from the store, naturally he was very happy to have this sailboat. But he was just as he went, he was also talking to the sailboat. And he said, I have made you, but no, I have bought you. You belong to me in a double way. And this is exactly what we are heard today. We are all been made in the image of our Heavenly Father. 
We are all created in that image. But he has not only made us, but he has bought us, not with silver or gold, but with his own precious blood. I know this is impossible for us to comprehend if God doesn't reveal those things by his spirit and how precious it really is to be a child of a king, to travel with an everlasting hope dwelling in our heart, to know that if I live, I live in the Lord, and if I die, I die in the Lord, even if I live or die, I belong unto the Lord. Remember how brother mentioned concerning the hope. And it's so important that hope is spoken of, that the reward is spoken of. And Paul one time he spoke exactly of that which he was longing for. Remember when he wrote to Timothy in the fourth chapter, the second epistle, as he made known that I have fought a good fight. I finished my course and I kept faith. Henceforth is laid hold for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord the righteous just had given me at that day, not to me only, but to all those who love his appearing. The crown of righteousness was laid hold for him, not for him only, but to all those who love his appearing. One day, beloved in the Lord, we will see that which eye has not seen, which ear has not heard, which hasn't entered into any man's heart of that which God has prepared for them who has loved him. There is no great thing waiting for us that it is worth to fight a good fight. It is worth to uh, walk uh, toward that reward which is waiting us. It is worth to it's worth you come to church. Sometimes the devil will say, no one understand you. No one care about you. But there is one anyway who do care about you more than anyone else. And that is the Lord Jesus Christ. When he revealed himself in his word and makes known unto us what he have done for us, that he cares all for us, that he even will be with you even to the end of our life. Isaiah, in the 40th chapter, he makes known of the heart of the Lord Jesus Christ. And his heart is even the same even today. He shall feed his flock like a shepherd. He shall gather the lamb in his arm. He shall carry them in his bosom and shall gently lead those that are with young. That is the heart of our Heavenly Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. He certainly uh, will even carry us and lead us all the way home. But as Paul is speaking of this gospel, as he makes known, first of all, I deliver unto you uh, 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 that he was, he was uh, as he says here, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scripture. That he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scripture. And that he was seen of Kepha, and then of the twelve. Noted what he makes known here. There are three things which he specific makes known, and 
is telling us that he, as he says, he died for our sins according to the scripture. That he was buried, but that he also rose again according to the scripture. And this is very important to see. If we are speaking the word of God and are only speaking of the suffering of the Lord Jesus Christ, even that he died, we are not doing justice to God's word. It's very important to see this. Because Paul delivered also to them that he rose again for our justification. The third day he rose again uh, according to the scripture. It's very important to see this. Do we want to handle the word of God rightly? Do we want to handle the word of God in a deceitful way? It's very important if we have received a living faith, if we have received the same hope, if we have received what Christ is, uh, Paul is speaking about here, we want to speak of his suffering, we want to speak of his death, and we want to speak also of his resurrection. He goes on and he makes known unto us here that he also was seen of Thephos, then of the twelve. You remember after his resurrection how he was with his disciples. It's amazing when you see our Lord Jesus Christ. He only revealed himself for his own at that time. He didn't reveal himself for anybody else, but only those who believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. As we also can read in the 10th chapter of the Acts. Uh, as he makes known that, that he revealed himself for his own. And he goes on here and he says, After that that he was seen of about 500 brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain unto this present. But some are falling asleep. How fortunate they are that they are fallen asleep in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. They have gone to rest. They have fallen asleep knowing that the resurrection Lord Jesus Christ one day will come and take them home uh, where they can be together with him in all eternity. They are resting now to that moment, to that day when the, the trumpet is going to sound and the dead in Christ will come forth. We notice here as it goes on, as he acknowledges him, himself of what he, he really is. Uh, as he says here, for I am the least of all the apostles, that I am not meant to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. Paul knew where he was coming from. Paul never forgot the grace of God which was bestowed upon him. As he persecuted the church of God, remember he even came to Damascus, and he had also the authority from the high priest to take all those who call upon him. But then God, Jesus himself uh, entered into the picture. As he allowed the light from heaven to come down over him, 
And as she fell to the ground, and as she heard the voice which said, Saul, Saul, why did you persecute me? It will hard, be hard, it's hard for thee to kick against the prick. Remember Paul as he was asking, begging, Lord, who art thou? I am Jesus whom thou persecuted. And then he asked, what do you want me to do? That is laying the great, great man uh, who had this authority from the high priest. Now he is laying on the ground and he's asking, what do you want me to do? Go into the city and there it will be told the what I want you to do. Remember how he stood up from the ground. He was led into the city because he was blind. He was not able to see. And in three days he didn't eat. But what do you think he was doing? He was praying to God for God's mercy and for God's grace. And God heard him as he sent this Ananias. First this Ananias, the servant of God, he didn't want to go. He even told God, I've heard a lot about this this person, how much evil he has done to thy to, to your to your people, and how he has authority even from the whole high priest to take all those who call upon thee. But God told him, or Jesus told him, Go, for he is a chosen vessel to carry my name before the children of Israel as well as to the Gentiles. And I will show how much he will suffer for my name's sake. I remember as he came, he put his hand on Paul and he made known unto him the Lord Jesus who had revealed the revealed himself unto thee when you were on the way had sent me that you you will should you should receive your sight and be baptized and right away his sight was given and he stood up and he also was baptized and he also preached that Jesus is the Lord he is the Messiah he is the king there were three elements there, the servant, the word, and the spirit of God. And a new birth took place as his natural sight was given to him, but also his spiritual sight, that Jesus is the Lord, that Jesus is the Messiah, that Jesus is my King, and that he has suffered and that he had died, and that he rose again for my sake. Paul believed, and as he believed, so he began to speak. Right away I made known of the grace of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. But here it makes known unto us, But by the grace of God I am what I am, and his grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain, but I labor more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was made with me. And then he said, Therefore, whether it were I or they, 
so we preach and also and so he believed notice what he says here it's very important to be in the word and take heed of what the word says therefore whether it were I or they didn't matter who it was if they were partaker of Christ they will speak as he says here so we preach and so you believe and so also they stand and they also as he earlier said were saved later the same apostle in the same chapter he began to speak as he was led by the spirit of God he makes known he first said that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God neither does corruption inherit incorruption behold I show you a mystery we shall not all sleep but we shall all be changed in a moment in a twinkling of an eye at the last trump when the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed for this corruptible must put on incorruption incorrupt and this mortal must be put in mortality so when this corrupt corruptible shall have put incorruption and the mortal shall have put in mortality then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written death is swallowed up in victory and as he is led by the spirit of God and moved within his heart he says O death where is thy sting O grave where is thy victory the sin of death is the sting of death is sin and the strength of sin is the law but thank be to God which gives us the victory to our Lord Jesus Christ therefore my beloved brethren oftentimes in the scripture when it's used therefore it is a conclusion of what he already has said therefore my beloved brethren be steadfast and movable always abounding in the work of the Lord for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord Amen should we pray Heavenly Father, we thank Thee this evening. We are not able to draw nigh unto Thee and thank Thee with a tongue which is loosened. But anyway, in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, we want to draw nigh unto Thee, thanking Thee for that You send Him to this world, that He suffer for all our sins, that he died for all our sins but that he rose again for our justification we thank you dear heavenly father that the power of the resurrection has been revealed unto us and we know dear heavenly father when the resurrected lord jesus christ draw nigh unto us by his word and by his spirit then first we can understand what he has done for on done for us on Calvary's cross. Be with us, dear Heavenly Father, reveal unto the young one 
his care, his love, that he was hanging on the middle cross of Calvary, also for their sin's sake, that he died for their sake, and that he rose again also for their justification. Make known unto them, dear Heavenly Father, the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his suffering, being made conformable unto his death. And I know, dear Heavenly Father, when this is declared unto their heart, they also will experience the joy of salvation, the joy which is unspeakable, that they also, regardless in what kind of condition they are, that they are partakers of his grace, his love, and also of his salvation. And know, dear Heavenly Father, when they are partakers of his grace, his mercy, his love, his salvation, they also will receive strength to fight against the devil, the enemy of our soul. And as the day goes on, and as they're looking forward, they will look to that reward which is waiting them, and then they can say, Come, Lord Jesus, I've been waiting for you. Even this evening, dear Heavenly Father, allow the merciful and gracious hand to be over them, not only over them, but all those who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And now may the Lord bless us and keep us. May the Lord make his faith to shine upon us and be gracious unto us. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon us and give us everlasting peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. There are coffee, there's coffee and refreshments served for everyone downstairs. Everyone is welcome. Our uh, services will conclude on Sunday with services at 10.30, 2 o'clock, and 6 o'clock. There will be meals served at the church. Group 4 will serve dinner. 5 will serve supper. And then Group 2 will serve coffee after the evening service. In closing tonight, we'll sing Psalm 101. And during the singing of this song, we'll carry a free will offering for the benefit of the church. Yeah, I remind everybody that there is a time change, so be aware of it.